Hello and welcome to a new episode of Voice of the Makers. It's your girl Ginger and I'm just so happy to have you listening to my podcast. If you're new, welcome to this platform. It's where I use my voice to definitely extend my family of makers and creatives of all walks of life. And if you are familiar with this podcast, welcome back. And we're going to jump right into this new episode. I uh, recently was on Instagram and uh, my girl, Amanda Seals, and I call her my girl because she's like a friend to me. And the reason why I say she's like a friend to me, well, in my head, because I don't personally know her just through uh, social media. Um, I would say it's because me and my friends aren't alike. You know, when I call someone my friend or consider them my friend, it's not because we're exactly alike or we think alike, but it does mean that we share a lot of things in common, you know, probably more than half, you know. So when it comes to Amanda, do I agree with everything she says and does? No. And she probably doesn't agree with all of her friends that she knows or people that she sees on social media either. However, um, there was a situation where uh, her and her new co-host from The Real, which is a TV show, if you didn't know that, were interviewed by a commentator on E! Hollywood News, I believe. Look it up. Google and you'll find it. And basically, uh, the commentator was kind of probing her or whatever, or you could say picking on her about how she is so, um, well, she kind of alluded that Amanda was confrontational, you know, with one of her co-hosts specifically. And, you know, she was calling her out about being a newbie and all of that. And I think we've all probably been in that uh, position where someone is trying to um, belittle us a little bit or not give us as much credit as we probably deserve, you know, and just think in a public forum where everybody can see, you know, on TV and it's going to be all over social media, whatever. So the first thing that the commentator says, and I won't say it exactly like she said, was, um, to the extent of her being new. And, you know, what was her, you know, how did she feel about being on the show? And I believe Amanda expressed and handled herself so well. Um, But the second part, <laughs> that's where this whole title, gathering people, gather, I gathered her. That means I got her together. I had to say, no, 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 sweetie. That is not what I'm saying. You're putting words in my mouth or you're twisting up my, my words. She had to do one of those numbers on the, um, e-news commentator basically and basically put her in her place and it was just so awesome to see her co-host who I'm not sure how long she's known them I think it was Lonnie and Jeannie they both were like holding her hand and like having her back in a subtle way and and also in a very like yes girl exactly yeah outspoken way and boy when I witnessed that that was the part that I walked away with more so than what Amanda said in retaliation to what the commentator said to her. You know, having those people that have your back is so important because a lot of us are put in positions where we have to literally stand there by ourselves to defend whatever we're standing for or believing in or doing, you know, and to sometimes just be able to take a a deep sigh, a deep breath, and your friend has your back. They're like, no, uh-uh, they're not going to do her like that. That's not what she meant. 
that is awesome. And I feel like it's not done enough in friendships, relationships, nor in business and in um, like far as like communities like the makers and creatives and things like that. A lot of times we show that we are a united front only when it's up and up, you know, not necessarily when someone really may need you because they're struggling. So anyway, yeah, uh, that's going to, you know, go into what we're going to talk about today. Thanks, Amanda, <laughs> for that. And um, it made me kind of revisit when I first started in business because, you know, um, the only people that I really have in my life that have business, had business, um, a business background would be my parents. They were entrepreneurs. They owned a barber and beauty salon for years, basically raised the whole family, me and my brother and themselves being... Um, business owners ever since I was born, you know, and, you know, seeing the ups and downs with that, I, I guess at the time I didn't know what all was going into it. I didn't know what they may have must've felt, you know, when everything was on the up and up and, you know, the money was coming in and the customer flow was there and people were telling other people and it was just, you know, a great thing. Or when there were times when things were slow and the customers weren't coming in, the money wasn't flowing as uh, prosperous as it once had. So, you know, when you think about that, and now you're in that driver's seat, you're the entrepreneur. I remember when I first started, and I was so excited, and I was talking to a few friends about it, and one of my friends, she was so generous to loan me her some books that she had about business, and somewhere about um web-based businesses online, you know, how to get your tax ID number and all of that stuff to be legit business names and so forth. And I'm so grateful for her. Danielle, I know you're probably not going to listen to this podcast, but I'm going to shout you out anyway. So yeah, she um helped me out with that. And, you know, having that background of, you know, being an entrepreneur kid with my parents, you know, being the entrepreneurs, It was like, okay, I'm going to go out here and take what I've learned as a child from my parents and what these books are telling me and the kind of intuition that I already have about how this all would work for me and give it a shot. And, you know, of course, when you first start off, you have to start off with pretty much your friends and family being your audience, being your business partners, being the people that you talk to uh, for counseling, your liaisons. Um, That's what it was for me. And it was really hard because I know when you have a vision for yourself, everyone can't see it. You know, sometimes it takes a minute for them to get it. Sometimes they never get it. You know, yeah, I think there are a few people in my life, they still don't get it, you know, but that's okay. Um, so I remember when I first started, um, I had a little bit of anxiety about putting what was in my head and what I made out into the public and getting public feedback, you know, and public um, either appreciation or, you know, maybe they didn't like it, you know. So being vulnerable to all of that was really scary for me as it probably is for most. And I remember that I started my e-commerce 
which is where I put, you know, my things for sale. And, you know, I thought it was going pretty good. And then I, you know, Googled some information because I'm always researching and Google is your friend. You know, don't take that as um someone being funny. Google is your friend. And I found out something about Etsy, which I love Etsy. I absolutely still love Etsy. It's number one in my book. But as far as selling for me, it was just one of those things where it was really... Okay, on Etsy, you can give reviews, you know, on how your experience was shopping with this particular shop, how your experience was with communicating with this business owner. And, you know, sometimes I would look at some other people's feedback and it wouldn't be so good. Like, oh, she took too long on my shipping or, you know, when I got my piece, it was nothing like what the picture looked like. You know, she, she told me a story or I never got what I ordered. And I was like, oh my gosh. But the whole purpose of going on Etsy was Etsy is kind of connected with Google, right? So when you search things like um, handmade earrings or handmade African earrings, bohemian rings, it would come up and kind of send you to the search would send you to Etsy. So I was like, who doesn't want to be on Etsy? Because they're actually cutting out a lot of the footwork or lead work to get your product out there. So that was one of the reasons I even entertain Etsy. But that anxiety kicked back in, y'all. I just could not handle those reviews. Like, I don't think I ever got a bad review. For the time that I was on there, but I just did not even want to set myself up for that. I just, you know, everybody has that one thing that they're, um, or those things that just make them cringe. And that was it for me. I was like, I cannot, <laughs> you hear me? I cannot, you know, come back and Tasha's like, yeah, I like my earrings, but you know, she could have did. I just didn't want that. <laughs> So my whole journey on Etsy was very short-lived as a seller, I should say. Um, And I'm not trying to discourage anyone who has an Etsy or is considering having an Etsy shop. I'm just saying for me, that was something that I just couldn't do. So anyway, I got off of there. I got back onto another different platform that I liked and I didn't have to worry about the reviews and did very well. I'm still there and... I remember, you know, people are still wanting to give you feedback because everything is not going to go, always go without a hitch. You know what I'm saying? Something is going to happen when you're handmade, you're one person and you're doing everything. You're promoting, you're advertising, you're making, you're shipping, you know, you're you're doing discounts and you're promoting on social media. Something is going to fall through the cracks because you don't have a team just yet. It's just you. So I remember... <laughs> Um, as I started to get more popular and, you know, one person started telling another and asking about different things, I started getting people inboxing me or messaging me about well, where did you get your materials from or who taught you how to make jewelry? Now the, the, who taught you how to make jewelry? That was fine. That was cool. But I thought that I felt like where I got my materials from was a little intrusive. Now that's just me. Now somebody else may say, you know what? Look, I don't care, you know, about sharing where I got my supplies from or this, that, and the third. And I get that because there is a way you can say 
where you got something from, where it may not pinpoint exactly, I guess. I don't know. Um, that's that's kind of tricky. <laughs> but I was getting a lot of that. And then I believe in the beginning, I would share. And then the next thing I know, that same person would open up a shop similar to mine. And I would just be like, oh, that's so ugly. I guess because that's not my style. Like I'm not about to ask anyone anything that I want to do, even if they're already doing it. I will research my butt off, whether that's get a book, stay up on YouTube, stay on Google, you know, go to webinars and seminars. You have too many things to get you to the answers that you need as opposed to just cutting, you know, through the red tape and going straight to the person that you see. It seems like they're already successful. Why don't I just go ask Ginger or why don't I just go ask, um, Sean, you know, instead of doing the work myself, you know, and so I guess for me, that was pretty much it because I know that with the dynamic of me having two kids, a husband, you know, I'm trying to stay in shape, trying to make sure my household is ran properly, trying to take care of things with my mom when she needs me and, and just different people in my life that I don't always have the time that maybe someone who doesn't have the same load does uh, to research and do all the things that I would love to do. So therefore my information, my knowledge is valuable. <laughs> and that's why I turn my knowledge into something that makes me a profit. So for me to just give you something like that, and it took you maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something that took me 20, 30 days or months, that's killer, you know, um, but some people do it every day. Hey, whatever, you do have to sow seeds, but just know the difference when someone is trying to get over, they're just plain out lazy, as opposed to someone that is genuinely trying to ask, because you know, you all even, y'all may have a relationship where you can feel comfortable enough to say, okay, I'll tell Precious where I got my shirts from, or I'll tell Brandy, you know, what app I used for, um, to do my Instagram stories a certain way, you know, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to keep up with where I was people. <laughs> yeah. People asking you those type of things, it can feel personal and intrusive, but, um, there is a way to combat that. And I'll say, there's a few things you could do. You could throw them a whole curveball, you know, and say, hey, I got it from over here in East China, knowing you got it down the street, you know, at your local arts and crafts store. You could do that. I don't know how truthful that is, but you could do that. Um, or you could just tell them the truth. Or you could say, you know, you could give them a little information to say, girl or dude, I stay researching on um Instagram, looking up hashtags, looking up, uh, searching new things on Yelp, Google, whatever. Uh, I think that is a good way to kind of suggest you could do the research instead of telling people go to Google. Cause I've seen that too. I've seen people ask people something and they say, you just Google it just, and you know, in a way that is straightforward, but it can be kind of rude when you say things like that. So just kind of put it back on you and say, Hey, I read so much, you know, I invest in books and webinars and seminars, you know, you, maybe you want to check one out. There's one coming, you know, near you. That's a way. 
to throw it out there without being nasty and rude about it. Um, but be as helpful as possible, you know, as much as you're comfortable being is what I would say. Um, because, you know, gathering someone <laughs> based off of you're just over people asking you the same question can be a little offensive and it can cost you in the long run because people will spread rumors about your personality that sometimes you can't stop. However, um, if you do have a website or uh, social media, you can put a little area where you have FAQs, which is frequently asked questions. So if you keep getting the same question over and over that you've answered so many times, it could be there. So people can refer to it, you know, and that probably will cut down on a lot of the questions that you're receiving. Um, the other thing going into the gathering of, uh, people sometimes is, um, when you have copycats, you know, we all know there's nothing new under the sun, but I have personally seen, not so much with me, but I've seen people's whole entire catalog of what they're doing, whether it's blog posts, podcast topics, um, the way their website looks, the jewelry that they're making, the, the shirts that they're designing, be exactly like a carbon copy of someone else's. And I'm like, wow, like no originality, really? And I know places like Instagram and Facebook makes it so easy for you to just kind of screenshot and go through this and go through that. And, you know, I'm all for making something your own, but make something unique for you. Like I have some things that's just definitely Gemini fly. You're going to know it's Gemini fly. I've been told, girl, I was at work today and a girl came in with some earrings on and I was like, Gemini fly. And she was like, yeah. And when I hear that, <laughs> like it makes me feel so good because that goes to show you that there are some things that I do that just screams out ginger made it, you know, and that's what you want. You want someone to know your makes, your sound, your moves to be distinctly you. So when you're thinking about copying someone, especially verbatim all the way down to the science of it, think again, because that person has an audience just like you. And I'm quite sure you all probably have a couple of people in common. And that thing will travel around like a boomerang. <laughs> so word of advice, just make sure that you're doing something or a few things that's your own. So people that will know that it's you, because I just hate I would hate for someone to gather you, you know, um, yes, there are receipts. Like there are some things that I've made that I've seen come up months, a year later. And, you know, someone could always say, oh, Gemini Fly, I've seen so-and-so do this. Well, go all the way down to 2017 or 2016 or, you know, sometimes I can go back further than that because I think I took some old pictures off of my Instagram. So it's kind of limited how far I can go back on that. But like I have Time Hop, I have Facebook that can go back all the way to like 2011. So yeah, if you just started in 2016, it's going to look crazy, <laughs> you know? Uh, receipts. Because with those receipts, you will get gathered. Um, FYI. And, you know, there's a time and place for everything, you know. There just is. And there are a few people that we are 
very comfortable with sharing information with each other because we all want to win. We all want to grow. And I don't think it's anything wrong with that. I think if more of us felt like, hey, this is my friend and I want to see her succeed. I think if most of us had that, more of us had that feeling, had that outlook on things, man, we could all be eating like some really expensive organic food and and like traveling the world and doing some real big things, you know, but everybody's like trying to trample over each other and outshine the rest. So everybody's eating, you know, sometimes they eat organic. Sometimes they have to go eat the regular degular, you know, because I don't know. It's just, it's a crazy world. But, um, I want to reference, uh, this jewelry maker. I won't mention her name that I saw a post this past weekend and she makes a certain type of, um, earring using a certain type of material. And she was just saying that when she first came on the scene, there wasn't many people doing what she did. And that was fine. Then all of a sudden, like this explosion came and everybody was doing the same thing she was doing. And she said that was cool too. She said that some of the people that had started were actually former customers. And I was like, mm, interesting. That's happened to me before. Hey, comes with the territory. We inspire each other. Then she said that she started getting blackballed like um, at some fairs because she does more like the open markets and things like that where markets were canceling on her and telling her they didn't need her or people were saying don't work with her. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you're going too far. So up until that point, she was cool with everything. But when people started, like, I guess, cutting her back out, she was like, whoa, this is too much. And she even started questioning, like, should she do something else? Is she in the wrong market? And she was like, you know what? I had to snap out of reality. I said, you know what? I love doing this. This has not just brought me an audience and money. This has brought me peace. (laughs) This has brought me uh, a better mental health situation. See, the thing about some of the makers that or creatives that you rock with, some of them do it solely for the money. Nothing else. They just want the coin. They have bills to pay. They have things they want to buy. And I get that. Same reasons why some people go to work. But then there are some people who go beyond that because they're actually passionate about what they're doing. When they're making those shirts with certain statements, they mean that statement. They want that statement to go far and make a, have a movement and change someone's perspective on life, you know, or that particular cause or situation. There's somebody who's making jewelry because when they put on a pretty piece of jewelry, it uplifts their spirit. It makes them feel beautiful and makes them feel special when someone stops them and has a conversation about it. And they want to replicate that feeling for other people. So it's very, very important that I know when you see something like, oh, I got to have that. I want that. But get to know the person. Get to know the maker. You know, look at their Instagram stories. Look at how they post. Look at their captions. See if they're all about self. See if they're all about me and mine. Hey, you might want to rock with a person like that because maybe you see something in them that you see in yourself. But maybe there's someone that you see is very passionate about people. It's beyond what they're doing and what they're selling. You know, you're getting something heartfelt. 
like I never will forget when this um, young lady messaged me about when she opened her package. And actually, I've gotten a few more uh, similar messages about when they opened their package, they could feel my energy. They could feel that I I loved what I did. And I was just like, wow, you know? And so I think I, I lean more towards that because that's my personality. I like to support people who put their all into something and they care about people. And it's not, you know, this is just for me and mine, bump you and yours, you know, but you want my money. <laughs> you want my coin. So, yeah, I just wanted to um put that out there about, you know, checking in on the people that you're supporting, you know, get to know them. That's very important. And hey, you have a platform like Instagram and Facebook to know people better. So um, you have that right. Now, again, this all came about with the whole gathering um, that my girl Amanda Seals tends to do very, very well. <laughs> I won't say that I'm a heavy gatherer. For the most part, I try to be light. Um, if me and a person don't vibe after a while, I may just let them go their way, we may just part ways. Um, but there are instances when I have to get with people, you know, on their level, just to let them know I'm nobody to play with. And I think that as a creative, it's important that you have a backbone. Because if you don't and people think that, they'll try to run over you. They'll even go as far as trying to manipulate situations so it could fit you know, fit better for them or they will try to make you feel inadequate or that you should do something that you don't really want to do. So, you know, shout out to all of the creatives and makers who hold their own who don't let any who doesn't let anyone back them down or push them in a corner that they don't want to be in, you know, keep making the things and keep feeling the way you feel about the things you make. You know, keep honoring that. Keep um keep your head up. <laughs> Shout out to Tupac. Do that. And when you have to gather someone because they've gotten into the wrong place in your creative life and they're causing some imbalance or they're messing up the infrastructure, gather them, gather them like a ponytail, you know, like a girl from the hood whose ponytail won't quite hang all the way down, do it. And that's all I have about this episode. If you like what you hear, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. If you're over on iTunes, make sure that you're living a top rating and review and also screenshot this episode post it on your ig story and tag your girl gemini fly okay until next time bye